yesterday the public doesn't need to know that I, I i saw your apartment in real life finally well yeah but you only saw it from the outside so you didn't really get the full picture of it and it's kind of a mess because i can't freaking walk around the apartment and really like clean anything so well, is okay Seuss is fine yeah she's okay. getting fed and everything it's no problem i'm just I, I'm more. It's it's odd. I'm, I'm more concerned about your cat right now. No, that, I understand. I think that. you're gonna be fine. Uh, yeah. I, well, I'm fine. usually more concerned about my cat than I am about me. Mm-hmm. So no, that makes but, sense. Um, I'm sorry, but continue. I interrupted. Um. Well, so I had about 20 minutes to spare to get to the to the urgent care. That's like literally around the corner from me last night. Mm-hmm. They close at nine. I got out of the apartment at 8:40. It took me about 10 minutes to get down the stairs. This is um this is the yeah, peril. Yeah. This is like, you know, of course in hindsight, um living on the second floor and in, in instances like this is is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um so I got there just in time and they tell me they don't have an x-ray person. So they can't even look at my foot. Plus, I mean, they might have been able to look at it a little bit, but I don't know how much they would have been able to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, just because... Um, well, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. So anyway, it also seemed like they just wanted me to leave so that they could uh, close up shop. Yeah. and uh, you're, like the, um, you're like the last person who who walks into the restaurant five minutes before close and we all hate your guts because you're the well done steak. With the- <laughs> I've never done that. So in this metaphor is my foot, the well done steak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It certainly and, feels that way. And it's funny. I, cause when I waited tables in college, there was one dude who did this every Friday and Saturday night. And like I was freelancing and seeing bands at the time, like in Milwaukee. And I would always be stuck with the guy because no one else would weigh on his ass because no one was like, Oh, I got stuff to do. You're, you're his favorite. And I'm like, Oh God, y'all suck. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it sounds terrible. Oh, it was the worst. And all you would do is talk about the Packers, and I'd be like... And I, I, you're not a Packers fan? Are you a Lions fan? I am, because... I That's mean, too bad. You're a glutton for punishment. Exactly. Mr. I think I know about football. <laughs> hey, I know a little bit. <laughs> I, I watched I watched football in the 80s. <laughs> That one time, (laughs) it was on TV during Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I I was a big 49ers fan as a kid, actually. Um, As you should be. Montana, man. Yeah, Montana and Rice, the uh, 
the the dream team of the NFL at that point. Um, uh, but but yeah, so I went. So uh, I left there, and then um, I happened to like the one spot of good of like good fortune this week is that I happened to win uh, the Gorillas Record Store Day prize pack from Zia. So you I got yeah. Yeah, it was that's awesome. So I drove my ass down there and then hobbled on my crutches into the Zia and, and got my uh vinyl editions of, of G sides and D sides. Um so that's pretty cool. D sides I think is a solid at least, you know, I've only ever had it on C D, but that first disc with Hong Kong on there or wait, no, I think actually the songs are on the second disc. I think the first disc has mostly uh like remixes and things. But um yeah, Hong Kong is just a fucking amazing track. Um I need to check that one out. I haven't wa- I I honestly haven't listened to it. Um but um I'm gonna tell you this brief this brief story aside mm-hmm. and then we'll introduce ourselves because you know. Um uh, yeah. but um I'm still reading the Jerry Harrison book. Um not the Jerry Harrison book, the Chris France book about talking heads uh uh, town club and i'm at the part where they're still on their first european tour and dude met damon they met damon albarn uh albarn like he they weighed on them uh weighed on the talking heads like in 77 in london oh wow that's awesome that's an awesome story yeah it's just um, I just that that was a really cool story that Chris France told, and I mean Chris France has got plenty of cool stories. I just I can't recommend that book enough, uh, just because every every chapter I geek out at something about it. It's just amazing. Well, David Elburn would have had to be like a kid in '77. That's what I'm thinking, like, like what is he like 17, 18? Like if well, that. Because he was still in his twenties when, like Britpop was, when they were hitting, you know, like Park Life and stuff. He was still in his twenties. Yeah, so like seventy-seven. So he had to be like at the least sixteen. Interesting. I wonder how old yeah. he is. He's one of those guys that always looks young. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, because yeah. I, I kind of just think he's got, he had to be like 16 or 17. Anyway, it's what the fork. Yeah, what the I fork. Listening to. <laughs> um, oh. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. You can find out all about what the fork. Uh, I, what, what am I even talking about? You, you can you contact. Me, you want me to do this? Yeah, you do, you do it. You do it. Go for it. Okay. So, um, this is what the fork that's Jared. I'm Jason. Um, you can find us at what the fork pod on your Twitter and your instas. You can find Jared at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitters and drop the underscore. Like it's hot for the instas. I'm at Jason E Kyle K E I L on all platforms. Uh, unless you're on Facebook then you're just, you're just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you can um, email us at whattheforkpod at gmail.com. Um, and don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, donate. Um, all that good stuff. All that good stuff, please. Um, if you can, of course. Um, and, um, sir. Well I'm done, gonna, sir. I, oh, well, hang on. I, so I'll tell you to just to wrap up the, the story real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the, I got the gorillas and I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I'm, I'm, I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. So I go to Culver's and get some food that's terrible for me. And I sit, uh, come back home. It takes forever to get it all up the stairs, uh, myself included. And then, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I sat there kind of eating that and all, uh, just feeling sorry for myself. And then, so I, I get to the urgent care this morning and well, this afternoon really, and find out that I did, in fact, break my foot. Oh, no. Yep, they tell me. So, I, you know, I told you I, I kind of rolled it or twisted it or something when I was, when I was running. And apparently mm-hmm. uh, I broke at least one toe. They think that I, I need surgery, possibly. Um, and so I currently have my foot in a splint, and I need to go see an orthopedic surgeon. So that's oh. my my harrowing. This has just been a shit week. Yeah, well, I mean, it was really nice knowing you. Yeah, um. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it's like what else can happen this year? Running was one of my like last pleasures really, and it's not even a pleasure. It's it's you know, something I I I do because I hate myself because and have like body issues. So um so and now i can't even do that um you know when you know when the mayor gets injured it's time to to (laughs) yeah dude just fucking put me down um (laughs) no 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 no. they they shoot horses don't they um (laughs) they do they do so yeah so after speaking of jane fonda (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, um, after I got home from dropping off your crutch, your crutches, uh, I read the Maureen Dowd story about Jane Fonda, and oh. and it's um at the end there's this like verify, deny or verify section. Um, she had the chance to sleep with Che Guerva. She doesn't think about that too much. Guevara, like the. Motorcycle Diaries, Che Guevara? Yes. Huh. Apparently, she's not too upset about that. But the fact that she's missed the chance to sleep with Marvin Gaye is keeping her up at night. Well, I mean, hey, come on. Sexual healing. Let's get it on. That's the thing. Is like they, (laughs) Marine Dow was like, please tell me he used sexual healing as a pickup line. I just like it's just like insane, and she's talking about like taking like acting classes with Marilyn Monroe, with Lee Strasberg, wow, um, using wire hangers, going to Joan Crawford's house, like it's just in like, I mean everything else with Jane Fonda aside, um, from you know her activism to being in nine to five. 
um, and everything in between. Like, it's just amazing what a full life she's led. So I, I just um, that's continues to blow me away. I, I'm gonna have to read that article. I'm very curious. Um, yeah. and you know, to 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 bring it down back down into the gutter, though, I have no idea when they met, but I imagine you know it's like this time where Marvin Gaye could be like, "Hey, Jane Fonda, are you sore from your workouts? Because I got your sexual healing right here." <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I, well, no, I think it was. Early I'm sure it was before that. that. Yeah, yeah, it was when she was still doing the Vietnam stuff and she was married to her second husband yeah she's um, kind of a badass yeah she really is i mean god bless her um but um i, I mean I, she um, even gets like ted danson and uh and uh sam waterston to to uh get themselves arrested for her now yeah. still i mean come on <laughs> she's very passionate and rightfully so um mm-hmm. about the environment but um, I have something else. To, I, I did your homework. Uh, I listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh, with Jamila Jamil? Yeah. What'd you think? And uh, I, for at least a year or so, both you and Kristen, my real wife and my podcast wife, um, <laughs> have been... <laughs> have been Telling me to listen to the show, and I have listened to it before, but i i didn't I didn't like this episode, dude. This all. episode, I I wanted to talk to you about it because I'm like, it's just he does this though. I mean, he de- he does it on late night too, where he, um, if he is attracted to or smitten with his guest. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it goes off the rails. There's just no, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's that I, I understand like he's, I mean, I geek out, I, I geeked out. I, I spoke to um, someone from the Pixies, uh, the guitarist from the Pixies uh, on Tuesday. Jo- Joey Santiago? Yeah, I spoke to Joey Santiago on Tuesday um, and I, I geeked out for two minutes. That's admit pretty that awesome. I had a crush on him because um, I didn't admit that I had a crush on him because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's a cool dude and like and a hell of a guitar player. Well, I mean, but um, if you'd had a chance to interview Kim Deal, oh shit! <laughs> I mean, again, come on. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, if I had the chance to interview Kim Deal, I. I I think that my interview with Kim Deal would be like Conan's with with Jamila. Oh, well, he does this like he does the like he's literally doing the Chris Farley thing. Like you remember that time? Oh, uh, like, yeah, that was that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, man. Like he's just it's like listening to Chris Farley interview Paul McCartney on doing that skit. It's it's kind of creepy, but. It is creepy. Like, there's a point where, like, I'm realizing is a point when it stops becoming funny. Well, okay, so one of the reasons, that, well, uh, you probably should have listened to the Ted Danson interview. Well, because then you well, could so, compare and contrast those two. Because I think the Ted Danson interview is really good, mm-hmm. um, and well, Conan can be a great interviewer. 
this was not the time though. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm not the only reason. So I'll, I'll need to start from the beginning. And, uh, so air your grievances. Yeah. Let me air my grievances about Mr. O'Brien in general. I don't like, I like him. He's funny as hell. I like his monologues. I love his skits. I love his banter with Andy. Um, I like him as a person. I think throughout his whole late night deal, he's been dealt some shitty hands, but he's smiled and he's made the best of it. But when he interviews a guest, it's canned, just absolutely canned. Like, it's just like, Hey, it's, it's, it's rehearsed. It seems to depend as somebody who's listened to all of the episodes of Conan O'Brien needs a friend. It really depends. So I think that his, his talks with like Dana Carvey, uh, with, um, with, uh, with Ted Danson, with, uh, uh, shit. Who, um, um, who else am I thinking of? I've listened to the one with Marin and I like yeah. the one with, well, and see, I thought that his one with Marin was one of the like stiffer interviews. The thing is that he's well, not, he's not, um, oh, with Martin, his interview with Martin Short was, was pretty awesome too. Yeah. Um, his interview with, uh, with Eugene Levy and, uh, Catherine O'Hara, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he, he, he is no Marin. Um, yeah. if, if he but- has, if he has the ability you know his best interviews. He finds a vein to mine, and he can really go after that, especially when they just start talking about comedy. Um, like I thought his interview recently with Michael Che was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they can approach that as a as you know from two um, two veterans SNL. of SNL. Yeah. Yeah. So. But- when he gets into that, he's good, mm-hmm. but he doesn't take the risks in conversation that Marin does, uh, but, or that Marin can. But the thing is, like he, he, I guess on his show, it's on his show, like on his talk show, it's rehearsed. It feels rehearsed. Yes, and and that's why, like, I like the fact that like he acts surprised whenever Paul Rudd. Shows him, <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you like you have to know this, this is happening because like someone has to load the damn tape. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, Paul Rudd could be genuinely surprising him, though. Yeah, like you I know, mean, and if the, the joke's still good, like twenty years later, it is. Um, but I just feel like this is his opportunity to like cut loose with someone. And, and I'm not, but the gimmick is, is like, he's trying to be, he's trying to seem like the needy, he, he's trying to, he's like me. He wants to be <laughs> friends with whoever he's interviewing. <laughs> well, Joey so, Santiago, will you be my friend? <laughs> this, I, this is why, again, I, I speak from the point of view of having listened to all of them. I, I think mm-hmm. that at some points he's very successful. And some points he it's too much shtick, um, and he yeah. falls back on some cutesy Conanisms. 
Um, and often some of the best parts are just when it's him and and Sonya and uh, Matt Gorley. Yeah. The, the two she had was over the top, though. I just was like, dude, like, stop it. <laughs> uh, so I don't hear any of the ads because I have Stitcher Premium. Oh, um, you, you're not. <laughs> so he won't say poop. He won't say tush. He won't say butt. And it's and at some point his assistant has to step in and say, Don't act like you've never said those words. <laughs> like like and he just like puts tushy on blast. It's <laughs> it's like funny for a minute and then like it's not funny anymore. He just he the man knows how the man doesn't just knows how to kill a mood. He knows how to kill a joke. Like, it's not funny. He can it, do it, that. It goes from being like overdone. So oh, his Tom Hanks, his Tom Hanks interview was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, um, so that's I, I I went when I when I was listening to the interview, I was going on a COVID drive mm. just to get out of the house. And I came home, and I just was like, I don't know why you and Jared like that Conan podcast so much because it's just like he has this opportunity to like get a guest to open up that he doesn't get to do on his show and it's just this extension of his show and he's not a good interviewer he's not a letterman i I think that you're i think that you're you're not getting the best interviews by just dropping in occasionally i think you're not getting the best interviews well i've been told and to to kristen's credit uh kristen my wife she has told me that I need to listen to the Eugene Levy one. It's just, it's just hard to make time when, like, I'm listening to podcasts for, like, I've listened to um, Jim Atkins's podcast for research, um, which is really good. Uh, like, and I'm listening to like, um, just like podcasts just to be informed and just. I have one celebrity interview podcast that I love with all my heart, and that is WTF with Mark Maron. And yeah, like, I, I can't, like, I just, I can't make time. I can't make room in my heart or my or my hard drive for both. I, I just think so. You know, as as you know, I'm a huge WTF fan as well, hmm. and Maron's interview but style is have, just but, different. But you don't have a Funko of Mark Marin. You have a Funko of Mark Marin? No, but you do. Or you don't, but you have a Funko of Conan. Oh, yeah. If there was a Mark Marin Funko, I Because I, I saw it. Because I saw it last night when I dropped off your crutches. That's, <laughs> like, I do have a Conan pop. Uh, that's why I was like, that's why I was like, I'm going to break your heart tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've always been a fan of Conan. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely think that, you know, he has some interviews that I wish were better and some that I think, you know, he has this kind of spot where if he, if he knows the person or really respects the person, it's a great conversation. Uh, Mm -hmm. another one, who's the guy, who's the guy from Justified? Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. So his conversation with Timothy Oliphant was fucking awesome. Just great, fun conversation. Um, mm-hmm. 
but because the man like i mean the man is just sex on wheels man i just love him so much <laughs> um well and that's not, that's kind of the thing is that you know conan uh, <laughs> uh yeah so i mean anyway it, it's i i don't i guess i don't go to conan for the hard-hitting stuff yeah um and i listen to conan every week he's in my rotation um mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't know now that i'm hobbled and and i'm not running every morning uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how I fit my podcast listening in because that's what I would do. I would run and listen to podcasts. Um, but you know, and I, and I don't, I don't know. I've always found Conan engaging. I find Conan entertaining. Um, it's, he, he's just, he's one of my guys. So I, I like listening to him. I like listening to Marin. Uh, you know, I tried listening to Rob Lowe for a while. I, mm-hmm. I, I liked it for a little bit and then I stopped. Uh, I tried listening to Andy Richter for a while. I, I, I love Andy Richter. Um, but I did not find him a terribly engaging, uh, interviewer. So I stopped listening to that. Um, you know, it's there's there's a certain uh caliber i guess where i think marin has it and terry gross has it yeah um but marin has some stinkers every once in a while too if he's just not connecting oh you, yeah you can hear it um oh yeah his um his janelle monet one he was way too nervous about that one mm-hmm. um yeah that's why it's so short you, what what um what uh kind of um to bring it all around to everything what kind of um what I discovered about Marine Dowd um and also I know Terry Gross and um and probably Conan on his talk show to a degree like they all have researchers helping them mm-hmm. <laughs> like deliver these things and I'm just thinking like. Marine Dowd, we're like no wonder you have like have this time to like to write books and things because I've been I spent over two maybe three hours researching um my interview with Joey from the Pixies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um only to have the conversation literally last 15 minutes tops. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, and I don't know. I know Conan doesn't do any research. Not Conan. Uh, Marin doesn't even do any research. Uh, no, he just, he has somebody's like IMDB page or Wikipedia page up while he's talking to them. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause then you just hear him exclaim every once in a while. Oh yeah. And then you were in that thing. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait you were in this movie with Meryl St- like when he asked Billy Crudup How, <laughs> how's it working with that lady um, <laughs> like you never worked at Meryl Street <laughs> oh yeah I actually like, really like that the same movie <laughs> I actually really like that like, Billy Crudup interview it's really good um, 
it's insane. Like it's insane. It's actually insanely good how that interview is, and that's of course too because they were in that mo- they were in almost famous twenty years ago. Yeah, he has a he has an entry point. Yeah, um, though I'm listening to the Chelsea Prey one now. Um, I liked that one too, and that one's just kind of like two people who it, it's fun. It's just like people who've known each other through comedy forever, just <laughs> shooting the shit for an hour or so. It's a lot it's of fun. A- I haven't finished it, but it, it, it it's funny to me how much like Gina she is in real life. Oh yeah, like <laughs> uh, like oh like the the part where they're talking about Bobby Tisdale, like yeah, like, whatever happened to Bobby Tisdale? <laughs> uh, he's hosting an Instagram live show for nerds. <laughs> so. About where you expect Bobby Tisdale to be. What makes you think I was so harsh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, like, Bobby Tisdale is a voice on Bob's Burgers. Like, a lot. (laughs) I can hear Bobby Tisdale going, like, just kind of going, well. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I I loved her story, though, about getting the... Who's... She name checks some comedian that she got a, a cell phone from. Oh, and, um, Eugene Merman. <laughs> well, she got it from another guy, but then she got she saw the text from Eugene Merman when they were booking whatever show, and he's like, "Ah, she's a little harsh" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Eugene Merman is one of my my favorite comedians of all time. Because because you are. <laughs> But she great. is pretty harsh, yeah. But have have you watched that that Eugene Merman documentary yet? No, I it is to. it is so good. It's it's one of my like of the many many recommendations that I make on this show. It's it's probably one of the highest. I I think. I mean, it's because do you know what has happened in his life? I had no idea. Oh no, I haven't. I don't know anything. Don't spoil it. For I, I'm me, not bro. spoiling it for you, but it is one of the don't funniest. The it's one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. It's it's great to see all of these, you know, all of these great comedians in there. And yeah, I mean, I can't. You you got to watch it because it's it's. You got to watch it so we can talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Well. I'll watch it before next week and we'll okay. talk about Eugene Merman um, and how much I also, if they're going to make a Funko of anything, I want it to be of a beef squatch. <laughs> uh, from Bob's I, I have, I have you, good? I have Gene in the burger suit. Yeah. Well, he puts um, on, well, have you seen the episode in question? Oh yeah. With the cooking show. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I think that they yeah. have a beef squatch. I don't have the beef squatch, but I think because they made it's one. Hands down, it's hands down literally probably one of my favorite episodes. It's actually the one actually one of two episodes that got me into Bob's Burgers. I just happened to watch that one like on a Sunday night thinking, oh my God, this is... Why have I watched this before? And then... I think it's either season one or season two. They decide that they're going to have a food truck at a music festival. Yep. 
and there's this great Amos type performer. And oh. this is someone told me. <laughs> and this is after I had interviewed and then reviewed Tori Amos when she came to Mesa in 2014. Hmm. And just nailed the aesthetic of Tori Amos like perfectly. Like <laughs> and the fact that she's singing a song about oil spills and everyone goes it's not subtle (laughs) (laughs) like anyway uh but um i'm gonna check that one i've been watching cobra kai too uh yeah i saw you were watching that yeah it just um i've been looking for something to kill time like uh between stuff and it's it goes down smooth like uh like blue moon belgian white (laughs) we ale i mean get an orange slice and drink it down goes down smooth like cobra kai i haven't seen it it's it's all on netflix now or or hulu or where is it on it's on netflix i think i think it used to be on youtube and then i think netflix bought it and they're making a season three Okay. Um, yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, and um, I made a joke about this last night on the Twitter. It's like Ralph Macchio has not aged, and you're gonna. I, I just imagine like in the season finale, you're gonna I, I find beg to differ. Him. If you if you like put a picture of him now, or even you know back in his uh, his uh, uh, entourage cameos. Um, you know, a picture of that next to 1980s uh, Ralph Macchio. Jared, this is the episode that Jared admits he's seen Entourage. <laughs> I, you know what? I have. I've seen Entourage. Okay, you happy, everybody? I've watched wait, wait, Entourage. Okay. I've never seen the movie, and, and, and I have too. I've not seen the movie. I won't see the movie. I hear it's horrible. I've never but seen the I've movie. Seen I, the show. I have enjoyed the show. I have enjoyed the show at times. I think parts of it are funny, though if I were to watch it now, I'd probably cringe. Yeah, I wouldn't um, watch it now. I think I watched the I probably first, wouldn't watch it. I think I watched the first three or four seasons of it. Um I didn't but for finish it. Who is maligned, but for someone who has maligned Marky Mark Wahlberg as much <laughs> as you have on air, then to just go and admit that you have watched the story of the fictional story of his life on HBO. But so here's the thing is I don't like, you are uh, a trial, sir. <laughs> I don't like what's his name. Adrian Grenier. I don't like him either. Oh, and he was, he was Marky, right? I mean, yeah, I would watch it for, for E. I liked E's storylines and you know, at that time when I was watching it, when it was first on, I, I appreciated Jeremy Piven. Yeah. I, I appreciate Jeremy Piven too on occasion. Not anymore. Yeah. Obviously. No, not anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, okay, but continue with your story before I, before I accuse you of enjoying entourage. I don't remember where I was going with it. What was I talking about? Uh, you're something about watching Entourage, um, and 
Oh I no! Mean. Oh yeah, you 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 uh, glommed onto that. But the whole reason I was bringing that up is because you know I think if you put pictures of 1980s Ralph Macchio side by side with later Ralph Macchio, there's a clear difference. I think he definitely looks older. I I think there's still a painting of him, and of him. Old and Dorian Gray. He's aged thing. slowly in the face, much in the way that Keanu Reeves has. Mm-hmm. Which uh, have you watched Bill and Ted yet? No, I, I still haven't. I still haven't like actually purchased a movie um, on demand since uh, quarantine. Okay, so um, I liked it. Um, no ho Hank is in it. Oh, really? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I think I, I uh, you tweeted about that too. Yeah. Um. um yeah. That's what that's what these um that's what these um hiatus episodes are. It's me recapping the tweets that I have made. <laughs> um, for our listeners. So if you want a preview of next week's episode, just follow me on Twitter. And at Jason E Kyle. At Jason E Kyle, and. <laughs> Read the stupid shit that I post, and eventually I'm going to bring it up and convince you that I am secretly brilliant at social media. I don't know if you can see, but I've got Susu behind me here right now. I was trying to get oh, her on mic. Hello. hello, Susu. How are you? She can't hear you because I've got headphones on. Yeah. I mean, bye-bye, Susu. She... um. She's she's never been much of a lab cat. Occasionally, if I'm working, she will decide that she wants to go ahead and sit in my lap while I'm working. But now that That's... these last couple of days I've been working from the couch mm-hmm. because of my foot. And um and of course, because I have the laptop on my actual lap, she, she's decided it's like the book thing. If you're reading a book without fail, a cat will come and lie down on the book. <laughs> That's funny because when I babysat your cat, um, she's just so affectionate. Um, no, she's very affectionate, but she usually like sits next to you or she'll, you know, like, you know, she's, she's one of those rare cats that loves having her belly rubbed. So she'll, yeah. you know, roll over and that kind of thing. She enjoys my company. I, what can I say? Yes, yes, you're the fun dad. I know, I know. I'm the cool dad. <laughs> Whatever. I'm um, the cool uncle. <laughs> right. Yes. As I've said before, the one that lets her stay up late and watch, you know, TV. Um, yep. But yeah, so so she's taken to while I'm working, uh, jamming herself be- on my lap between me and the laptop, so I can't actually type anymore. It's great. All right. Well, that's too bad, but um, I, I mean, it's. I'm sorry for your loss, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, my loss of mobility. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I realize, you know, I, I knock wood. It's it's still you know not as bad as a lot of people have it, but it's just like, you know, I. I, I already, as it is, you know, don't go out and do things because of the COVID. I don't, you know, I don't, uh, uh, 
you know, you, you again, you were nice enough to drop the crutches off yesterday. I didn't even invite you in. I'm like, nope, there's, you know, oh. and, and mostly for like, for safety purposes. You still have nope. to go home to your kids. So I wouldn't have gone in anyway. I was masked up and everything. You and I were masked up. We yep. were... We communicating are, across a threshold socially distant um i've i've communicated with other people outdoors masked in the last couple of weeks not like on a regular basis but just because i i'm sick of like i you and i zooming every week is perfect and yeah and and everything but i i've no i you know i miss the face-to-face i miss hanging out with you like you know in studio in air quotes um (laughs) you know which are great for podcasting um (laughs) but yeah i mean you know we adapt and behave responsibly um i've i've had like socially distanced parking lot you know lunches on occasion um done talk to friends outside socially distanced simply because like it's easier to talk to people in person it feels more close you know heart to heart you know than anything um it's helped things but i mean i still get nervous and i i i, I still miss like going to bonus round with you or going to a show. Um, oh, yeah. For and sure. I just get nervous in general just because, I mean, shit's rough right now, man. Like, not for me personally. Like, I'm going to be fine. But, like, it's just against every week or so, there's a day I get scared about something. Well, I mean, like, the world is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> right now. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know. Again, going back to my Twitter, I mean, sometimes the only thing that keeps me hanging on is that I know in about 42 years, stuff from Cochran will <laughs> yeah. warp drive. Yeah. You know, see it. <laughs> so, Speaking but, of, uh, I've, I've been enjoying Lower Decks, by the way. Um, I've been keeping yeah. up on that. It's it's pretty fun. I I think... Once Cobra Kai is done, I'm going to get into something else. I I got my card or something. I need to... I'm sick of y'all on the social medias yapping about your Star Treks and about how much y'all don't like it. Or, uh, you know, let me know when you watch Picard because I'll rewatch it. Um, I just... I was massively disappointed when I watched it from week to week. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I could binge it from start to finish. Uh, and that might... Yeah that might be different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was squandered potential. Um, I, I just kind of do like, I got like, I'm that's a, that's this the might, thing about social media is that you always feel like you're missing out on the conversation, like, because you don't have CBS or <laughs> well, but this might be a good, a good entry point for you because you know, I, I know I don't know who else you know you're paying attention to on Twitter who might be you know talking shit about Picard, but I know uh, Wood, Woodbury <laughs> and I. I know Star Trek as much as you as Woodbury. Yeah, I know. So Woodbury and I were talking about it, 
and uh, I think we both had some similar gripes. Um, But, you know, I think that that's better than if we were like, oh, this is fucking amazing. And then you went went and watched it and we're like, eh. You know, I I think I've always had a problem going in if I have high expectations of something. Um, so this might actually be the perfect mm-hmm. way for you to watch it with, with, you know, two good friends of yours who have been like, meh, and you can be like, oh, well, it's, it's, I don't have high expectations. So, you know, might be good. Uh, might I be think the expectations, since you and Jason Woodbury have, you know, lowered my expectations for what to expect is having Michael Shaban as your, uh, as, as, as one of the showrunners, I mean, puts my that's put that, the stratosphere. Yeah, that's then, that's what had to have you two talk it down. Uh, I mean, really brings my expectations back down to earth. I um, mean, I, I was in the same boat though because uh, you know Michael Shaban. I've been a huge fan of his writing for a long time. You know, I know how big a Star Trek fan he is. So, I I was I had high expectations going in. Um. um and I guess, well, I guess to change the subject and not maybe talk, make this the Jason and Jared recommendation hour. <laughs> I just, a question kind of popped up into my mind. Um, maybe we can like go out on this. Like, what is like your big, like, what's been your big quarantine pandemic hack? Like, what's the thing that's like, do you think that people don't know about that's kind of helped you through? Um, the last six <laughs> fucking months, dude. For me, it was getting out and running. I, it made me feel somewhat normal, and now that's gone. I got to find something else. Um, yeah, you know. Other than that, I've been. Uh, you know, I even today I freaking had groceries delivered. You know, my yeah. my outdoor experiences were. Uh, you know, taking a walk, going for a run, going to buy groceries, and and now I'm laid up. I can't do any of it. So, but like, is there something to? I guess what I'm looking for is like, so for me, like, well, Kristen discovered. Well, I mean, she didn't discover it. We kind of know about it, but like, the library has curbside service and. Mm. I'm sick of reading the same books to Beckett every night, my son. And like, we finally used it and just to see like Beckett's eyes light up at the prospect of bringing some new Mo Willems books. Um, Mo Willems is awesome. Whatever age you are, Mo Willems is amazing. He is, he is, um, he is a, he is a gentleman and a scholar and, um, and, and a hero to me. Uh, uh, um, so that, I mean, it started as this thing that kind of made something that me and Beckett used to do together feel kind of normal for a minute, you know, for a day. Yeah. Like yeah. every three weeks we would go and we would go to the library and he would play and pick books and we don't get to do that anymore. Um, but now like that kind of brought some sense of normalcy today. The fact that every week or so Kristen and I will order take out or try something new helps us feel a little bit normal. Mm-hmm. 
And even watching Bill, like a new movie, <laughs> um, made me feel a little bit normal, uh, Bill and Ted. Because that's, I mean, let's be honest, that was the movie I was looking forward to all summer. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. I think that you're dealing with things in a more healthy way than I am. I, I went the opposite way. I became more reclusive. Um, you know, I, I went back into some old habits where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not creating as much as I would like to. Uh, I'm having trouble finding motivation to really do much of anything. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot more movies, I guess, than, than I was for a while because I was going out more, um, and, you know, doing more like culture things. So I had less time to watch stuff. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wind down here on this. So. It's interesting, yeah. you know. You you actually made me think of my mom because um, because she uh, she works for the the Scottsdale Public Library system, mm-hmm. um, and so I've heard a little bit about kind of like how the library system is is coping, uh, and 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 some of the changes that they've had to make um, to to deal with um, with with uh, the pandemic and all of that. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but so, you know, I, I let my mom know she just, I don't know, out of some like mother's intuition or something, she just happened to text me the day that I fucked up my foot. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I was telling her about that and I was like, you know, I, w- I was half joking at that point. I was expecting it to be fine, like in a day or two. And I was like, oh, I'll need to get some crutches or something. And this is the kind of, you know, like relationship I've got with my mom. She jokes, quips. Uh, that's a little too rear window. Um, <laughs> I'm like, are you? I'm starting to think maybe I should order a wheelchair and a nice, you know, telephoto uh, lens and camera setup, and uh, yeah. and just start like seeing if I can find uh, Raymond Burr murdering his wife or something, yeah. you know? I'll get a mask on and be your Grace Kelly. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no, no offense to you, you're a striking individual, but I would, uh, you know, that would be a new low if if you're what I can get for my Grace Kelly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I like to. I mean, you can you can do better than me, but that's <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. It's you know that's that's like the the kind of um, the kind of family that you know uh, that, but, that I had. It's it's like you know we weren't great with the closeness. We were we were definitely heavy on the dysfunction. Uh, but we were great with the quips and the pop yeah. culture references. It's like it's it's like uh, it's it, maybe that's why I uh, connect with Gilmore Girls so heavily. Um, yeah, because it's like oh, this is kind of like my real life a little bit. It's, it's quick quips <laughs> and pop culture bromides. Yeah, that's that was that was uh, my my childhood. <laughs> um, but to your point or. 
like you're not like I I feel the same way. I, I I'm watching more things. I feel more gluttonous. I stopped running because of the heat. Yeah. Um uh it's got and that the Braille path, um the one cool place in town to run is full of people, unmasked people, and I was afraid I was gonna get sick. Um but also like I was telling someone the other day, like I'm doing some really cool shit right now, but I'm like less, more depressed than ever because <laughs> no one cares. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I care. Um, I, yeah, but I get care. where you're coming from. I, I wish that I were doing more cool shit right now. I just can't get motivated to do any of it. So I've just, yeah. I'm just, I just got the depression. I'm, um, I, I'm really excited. I get to talk to Joey Santiago for 15 minutes. Um, for this project that I'm working on. You've gotten to talk to some pretty fucking fantastic people. That you only you know about. And I seriously, dude, like we'll talk off mic. Like this thing's gonna probably is gonna take forever. <laughs> That's the way it's going. Well, I mean but. just just getting, you know, going through all your notes and, and and conversations, it's gonna to shape it into a story. I don't envy you. Um it took me. Uh, uh, we'll talk more about that off mic, but I just. Um, but like, it, 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 as much as I'm like trying to have some sense of normalcy, I, I just really want to know what people are doing to like to make things feel a little bit more normal in their life. And that to me, like today, it kind of hit home. Like, like the library. You can go to the library. You can pick up books for and. And it was just nice to see my son, who's just been dealing with it, you know, dealing with homeschooling, pre-K, and all this other stuff. I'm not leaving the house very much. Finally, like, just get to do something that feels a little bit normal today. And today, the new Bond trailer came out, and I was watching it, and he caught me watching it. And he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I'm watching this previous movie I want to see. And he says, we should go see this together when people feel better. Aww. <laughs> He's way too heart. young. But yeah. <laughs> like, That's awesome. That's very you're cute. You're way too young to know anything about what's going on in Daniel Craig's life. But man, like, it just... Uh, I just I, to the IMAX right now and just go see it. I have not watched, I have not watched the trailer and I probably won't. Yeah, it's. But you know my feelings on trailers, and uh, and and Rishi Hirway, uh, you know, agrees with me. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, but <laughs> I won't argue with he. I won't argue with either of you. Um, but um, yeah, I just I really want to take Becky to see a movie, and I I know movie theaters are open, but I'm not risking it. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. It's still um, way too risky. Yeah, but I, uh, I just, but I'm happy to go get watch Bill and Ted uh, Friday night, um, something new and different. So I know if we gave you like e- email us, tweet us, let us know what you're doing just to help us. You know, what's your quarantine hacks what's making things feel normal for you well i so i I don't want to sound like too much of a sad sack so as of right now you know these weekly recordings with you um 
and you know I, I have a kind of standing uh, movie night engagement every week too. Um, those those things are are kind of you know helping me to feel uh, you know connected to people, and I, I've tried I've I've tried to make sure to to like uh, you know make sure to you know text my friends every once in a while and just be like hey how are you holding up how's it going um it just it's kind of it kind of sucks because it's it's something that i was not great at pre quarantine uh pre covid so it's it's it puts a little bit more of the onus on me to 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 reach out and it's not something i've ever been great at but um you know i'm making it happen so but yeah um, absolutely you know Tweet at what the fork pod at gmail dot well no tweet at what the fork pod email what the fork pod at gmail dot com let us know what you're doing um you know if we get some uh interesting suggestions or or, or things uh you know maybe we'll look at them next week yeah um I do also want to end on a joke that was um that was sent to me um regarding our good friend Dwayne Johnson. The rack, the rack. Um, so, um, the rock, as I'm sure you heard, uh, announced that he and his family have recovered from COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. And actually. they first suspected, yeah, they announced it yesterday, and they first suspected that they had when no one could smell what the rock was cooking. <laughs> so. Good night, you jambroni candy asses. <laughs> As this is rock day. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's that's a good I'm way. To, that's a good way to head out. Everybody, stay safe. Mask the fuck up. No. Take it easy, no. chili babies. Yes. <laughs> next week. <laughs> This has been a Hoonwaddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hootenwaddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hootenwaddle.